This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am here with Italian attorney and head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance, Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we are here today to talk about a phenomenon that has been becoming more popular as time goes on, the, the main topic of this, this podcast, Italian citizenship. Over the years, it's just been growing. I know that from the time 16 years ago when I first started the process of gathering all the information and starting on this journey for Italian citizenship, that far fewer people knew that it was even possible to do. And even now, a lot of people don't realize maybe all the intricacies that come along with it. You don't have to give up your citizenship to your other country unless the other country requires it. But it's just gaining popularity more and more. And something that I'm quite shocked about, and especially seeing uh, the amount of people on YouTube alone that are talking about it. But just in your opinion, working with people, uh, with this being part of your daily routine, why do you think it is that it's really now is the time that it's gaining popularity? Italian citizenship gained popularity, as you said, in the last years. And the number of people interested in Italian citizenship has been growing constantly, mainly because, as you said, a lot of people were not aware at the beginning, a few years back, that this was even a possibility. But then when they learned that Italian citizenship creates great opportunities and that you don't have to renounce your uh, citizenship of your home country, a lot of people became interested more and more and but to answer your question italian citizenship is so popular i believe because it's one of the easiest citizenship that people can get in europe one of the main reasons that makes italian citizenship by descent so easy to get in comparison to the citizenship of other nations i believe is that people from italy emigrated to the us at the right time so when like not too early so at a time when records were kept really well for example the majority of my clients they have ancestors who emigrated from italy in the late 1800s or early 1900s and that's after italy was unified as a nation so birth certificates of those people exist and are easy to locate. I know that prior to 1861 or 71, records of birth in Italy were not being kept so well. So for those people who have their ancestors who emigrated a little bit earlier, so in the mid 1800s, in those cases, it could be a little bit more difficult to track down the birth certificates of these people's ancestors. But because the majority of people claiming Italian citizenship by descent have ancestors who left Italy after Italy was unified, it's actually very easy to locate and, and track down these birth certificates or even marriage records for, for ancestors who got married in Italy. And the same goes for the US. So because people started to arrive in the US in the late 1800s or early 1900s, 
at that time, the United States were keeping records very well, even records related to aliens, so not non-U.S. citizens. One of the other reasons why Italian citizenship by descent is so easy to get in comparison to other European nationalities is that there is no generational limit. I know that some other countries have restrictions on the number of generations you can go back to. So, for example, if I'm not mistaken, if you want to apply for Spanish citizenship and you have Spanish ancestors, you cannot do that if the Italian-born ancestor is your great great grandparent. You can only do it if your Italian, if your Spanish-born ancestor is your either parent or grandparent. So there is a two. There, there's a limit to the second generation. And even with Irish, for example, very often it can only go up to the parent, but in some cases you could squeeze out the grandparents, but it's only under very particular circumstances that that would even be possible. Exactly. Instead, with Italian citizenship, there is absolutely no generational limit. A lot of people believe that there is a generational limit, but that that is not accurate. So you this can... was mis misinformation. Sorry to, to interrupt you here, but this was something when I started going through this that this was a, there was a lot of misinformation put out at the time that did say that that said that there is a generational limit. You can only go up to X Y Z, but that's completely not true. Exactly. So you can go back as many generations as you like. The only limitation is that your Italian-born ancestor must have been still alive as of 1861. So when Italy was unified as a nation, even if your ancestor was no longer living in Italy, so even if your ancestor had left before that year, as long as your ancestor was still an Italian citizen, so not a naturalized citizen of another country and as long as your ancestor was still living in 1861 you can use that ancestor to apply for Italian citizenship by descent and probably one of the main reasons why Italian citizenship is so popular is that a lot of people who have Italian ancestry qualify for Italian citizenship, meaning, as we all know, not everybody qualifies for Italian citizenship just because they have Italian ancestors, but the majority of people who have Italian ancestors actually do qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. As we know, the one of the main requirements is that the Italian-born ancestor must have not become naturalized before the before their child was born in the foreign country and before 1912, meaning you are disqualified if your Italian ancestor became naturalized before 1912 or before of his or her child born in the U.S. But because the naturalization process in the U.S. in those years took a very long time, in some cases seven, eight years, a lot of people did not naturalize upon arrival in the U.S. So by the time they had become naturalized, they, they had like many children or a lot of people from Italy never actually became citizens of the US because they couldn't speak English or for other reasons. So there are a lot of people that actually qualify for Italian citizenship because they meet these requirements. And just because it's we're on this subject right now, if somebody is interested in finding out more information about how they can find out 
if they are eligible or not. This is something we have spoken about in other podcasts, so be sure to check out our podcast on eligibility and the basics of Italian citizenship by descent, Yure Sanguinis. But moving on, but staying on the same subject of this lack of limit for in the generational sense, there are also lack of limits um, or constraints on what can make a person get the citizenship anyway. For example, language requirements. I, I think that's something worth talking about a little bit as well. Yes, if you want to apply for Italian citizenship by descent, you don't have to speak Italian. So you can get Italian citizenship even if you know nothing about Italian, the Italian language or the Italian culture or anything related to Italy. So there is no such requirement. And the reason behind that is that when you apply for Italian citizenship by descent, you're actually applying for a recognition of your birth status. So you have always been an Italian citizen and you're just going through a process to have the Italian government through the Italian consulate acknowledge that you hold Italian citizenship since birth. And that's why when applying for Italian citizenship by descent, there is no linguistic requirement. Speaking Italian is required for other types of Italian citizenship, for example, Italian citizenship through marriage or through naturalization, but not for Italian citizenship by descent. And then another reason why Italian citizenship can be easily obtained is that there is no residency requirement, so you do not have to reside in Italy to be able to apply for Italian citizenship by descent. So potentially you could get Italian citizenship, you could apply for Italian citizenship by descent, even if you have never lived in Italy, and even if you have no intention of ever going to Italy, that's totally possible. And there are many people who do that, they just get their Italian citizenship to make sure that their status is 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 reserved and con, and confirmed so that they can pass that on to the next generations of their family to make sure that they know they have that anchor point of that one uh, Italian citizen who lived there or the, the one Italian citizen who existed who they know they can trace themselves back to quite easily but also going back to the example of what you were mentioning before uh, in regards to Spanish citizenship if I'm not mistaken with Spanish citizenship, they do not only require uh, a language exam, but also a cultural exam. You have to know things like who's the king, who's the queen, and uh, certain various things about the history of Spain. Whereas in Italy, that just is not part of the process at all. Again, because you were mentioning, because the citizenship is passed on by your blood. It's your blood right. It's who you are. It's what you are. It's not that you are proving something to become uh, a naturalized new citizen of Italy, because as far as as far as the laws go, you're technically a citizen from the moment that you're born, just because you were born. And along with the growth in popularity for Italian citizenship by descent, not related necessarily, but there has also been uh, the migrant crisis, the European migrant crisis, which has led some. Uh, Italian uh, officials to start talking about a change in the system and to do away with Jure Sanguinis and replacing it with you solely. But in your professional opinion as an Italian legal expert, do you think that it's probable or even potentially likely that they might change the law from Jure Sanguinis to you solely or to change the law in any way? That's a very interesting question. A lot of people ask me, should I 
rush and apply for Italian citizenship now? Is it likely that the law will change, the law regulating Italian citizenship by descent? And I must say that the law will not change. The law allowing you to apply for Italian citizenship by descent is not likely to change. But even if it did, it wouldn't concern you because you're not applying for Italian citizenship by descent based on a law that is in effect right now. You're applying for citizenship by descent based on laws that were in effect when you were born. So under Italian law, when you were born, you were born with Italian citizenship because one of your parents was Italian, either born in Italy or Italian through a parent or grandparent. So the law that says that you are an Italian citizen, you are a sanguinis, is the law that was in effect at the time of your birth. Even if the law changed now, which is extremely unlikely, it would affect only people born after the law changed. But regardless, a change in the citizenship by descent law is extremely unlikely because it has been the law regulating the transfer of Italian citizenship from one generation to the other for hundreds of years and that still regulates the transfer of citizenship in many European countries. And uh, based on what you've said, I'm sure we already will all know the answer to, to this question, but maybe to just specify a little bit more, um, one concern that a lot of people have had have been in regards to generational limits. In your professional legal opinion, do you think that generational limits may ever be introduced? I don't think that's legally feasible. I don't think they can place a limit on the number of generations because, like I just said, everybody in your Italian line was actually Italian already at the time of their birth. And you also were Italian at the time of your birth. And now you're just going through a process to have the Italian government acknowledge that you were born with Italian citizenship based on a law that was in effect when you were born. So I don't think that, legally speaking, introducing a generational limit is even possible. But going back to popularity, I think that in the end, what makes Italian citizenship so popular, especially in the US, is that people of Italian descent, Americans of Italian descent, are very connected to their roots. So they're very proud of their heritage. And for them, getting Italian citizenship is more than a gift. It's I, I, I've met plenty of people that it's for them it's it's pride it's who they are they feel almost like it's you know, they're almost incomplete without it to an extent and i know there are many people because america has been a melting pot of different peoples coming together there are a lot of people who don't have all of their ancestry from italy they could be mixed irish italian african-american italian native american italian whatever it may be polish italian but for whatever reason, it always seems like it's just something that I've personally noticed that whatever the mix is, the Italian part always seems to stick out the most. Of course, this is not true for everybody, but for whatever reason, it always seems to be that just Italian blood that just, it just creates this pride and that even my cousins who don't have as much of a connection to Italy, I remember when we were little kids, they always said Italian, like just, what are you? We're Italian. And I was actually the same way. Like that's just, 
it was just as a matter of fact when of course there are many Italians in Italy who would not consider people like me to be Italian because we didn't grow up here and various other cultural differences but there is that thing even for people in my generation and beyond that we just have this connection that this is who we are what we are it's us this is just our homeland even if we never have any plans to go there or even if we do there's something that just tugs at you from the inside i can't even explain it properly myself and this is something that i felt my whole life i mean also this has to do very much with my upbringing and i'm sure this has to do with a lot of other people's upbringing as well but it's it's just something inside that just ends up pulling you and it pulled me all the way out here to italy <laughs> And beyond these these little things that make you feel good, these rainbows and unicorns and butterflies, whatever it may be, there are some very tangible, definite benefits that come along with having citizenship, um, not only to Italy, but to being a citizen of the European Union. Uh, maybe let's talk about some of those. What would be maybe one of the benefits that you see is the most popular among your clients that might be the biggest driving factor definitely so a lot of people decide to go through the citizenship process which sometimes can be long and complex but totally worth it because they want to enjoy the benefits of italian citizenship and one of the main benefits i'd say is the ability to leave and reside in the whole European Union. So as an Italian citizen, you can not only reside in Italy for as long as you like, but also you can relocate to any other European country without the need for a visa. So you can just pack up your things and relocate to Spain or Germany or France. And there are no restrictions or requirements. So you can just go there get a house and start your life in, in Europe. So that's that's what drives most people. But there are definitely other tangible benefits of being an Italian citizen. I can think of healthcare. So a lot of people decide to become Italian citizens because the Italian healthcare system is one of the best in the world. And a lot of people don't know that, but we have in Italy one of the best doctors in the world and the Italian healthcare system is in most cases free of any charge so you can use it free of charge if you are an Italian citizen because it's supported by taxpayers as long as you are a resident of Italy. And I can say from personal experience that I know even in the few cases where you may actually have to pay for medical services that they are still a lot less than what you might pay in the United States, for example. Uh, about two years ago, a little bit over a year ago, I ended up having to go to the emergency room. Um, actually, I had to go twice for two different things. One time I needed to get x-rays done. The other time it was for a burn and they treated it on the spot and everything. And they were wanting to give me pain medications and like everything was covered. And on the way out, they're like, oh yeah, it's just 15 years. I'm like, wait, what? You're telling me for x-rays, talking to the doctor, talking to the nurse, waiting for having it done on the spot and everything plus the medication. And they wanted to put me on a drip and I, I didn't need the drip, but they still like, they wanted it with all of these services and everything included. It was 
it was still only 15 euros for all of that. And I know that in very extreme situations, uh, there's in Italy, you have a rating system of how uh, dangerous your injuries are. It goes all the way from green, which is zero emergency. You shouldn't even be at the emergency room all the way up to red. And if you have that horrible red, uh, that means basically the person is dying. And in those types of cases that those people will generally have zero, even if they require surgery, whatever it may be, uh, as well as ambulance rides in Italy are free. And uh, one thing that I've actually found quite interesting is that in America, we have the tendency not to go to the doctor unless it's like, like really you need the doctor. But here, people will go even to the emergency room for things that I would think in America might be a little bit more on the minor side, but that's because of how open the healthcare system is, is here in Italy and how much that it really does cover. And a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of Italians take this for, for granted, the fact that you are cured for free, but maybe people from other countries, from the US, can understand how valuable it is to <laughs> have a um, healthcare system supported by the taxpayers, which is almost uh, free of charge. I mean, I've seen um, the bills of some U.S. hospitals, and if <laughs> oh, you don't goodness. have insurance or oh, like no, it's horror, horrible, inadequate insurance that can be really, really expensive. Just for walking through the door and breathing there, you pay <laughs> practically. <laughs> Not to mention the ambulance rides. Oh, goodness. No, those can be ridiculously expensive. Just even if you need to go down the street, it's horrible. Here, I'm not saying anybody should do it, but I have heard of some people, some elderly people almost using it as a taxi service yeah. to get to the hospital. There, and, and that's just part of the coverage and how it works. I'm not saying that's how it should be used, but there are people who do use it in that manner if they're unable to get to the hospital for whatever they need. Um, but even going to regular general practitioner, you go and you just give them your medical card. And the first time I went, I didn't know how it worked. So I said, how much do I owe you? He's like, what? Hmm. What are you talking about? Are you trying to bribe me? <laughs> exactly. That's what he said. He's like, are you trying to bribe me? You know, that's, that's not legal, right? He's like, I can't take money from you. Like, wait, what? He's like, no, here's your prescription. I was like, I don't have to pay you for the prescription. He's like, no, it's just a piece of paper with a signature. Like, do you know how much that piece of paper with a signature would cost in my where I grew up? <laughs> um, but even medicines here uh, can often cost a bit less than they might in the States as well, because a lot of it is subsidized by the, by the government and by taxes. Um, some people say, oh, well, you pay higher taxes. But in actually, for a lot of people you might pay a similar tax rate. And in some cases, if you are self-employed, if you don't earn a huge amount of money, you may end up actually paying less taxes. Of course, it depends on your individual situation, but I know there are people who definitely actually pay less here in Italy than they might in the States, um, even though those taxes that they might be paying would cover the, the, the healthcare. But to be able to go in and no judgment, you just show up and someone will get to you. That's absolutely amazing. Even you were saying that it was rated as one of the best uh, in the world. Um, and it's not just 
willy-nilly somebody random that rated it that it was actually the world health organization which i think is really important to mention um that it was at one point uh, considered to be on par with france and held the number two position I, i think it's either two or three currently um but it's really impressive to see the services available uh, to Italian citizens and how they can just have such ease of access to the services and not be held back from it. I know at times there will be services which you may have to wait for. Um, you can get private medical insurance here if you want. And there are private medical services that you can take advantage of. I know uh, of the possibility that some people can get physical therapy if it's needed, if they're prescribed it by their doctors here. But they will recommend that you end up going someplace private because, unfortunately, sometimes you will have to wait for those types of things. But in Italy, it's not a question of if you will get those services. It's you will get them. Um, but if it's an emergency service that is required, that will be given on the spot. Just before we move on, I just wanted to quickly touch again on the freedom of movement that a, a citizen of Europe uh, and a European nation would have. This past January, I took a trip to go visit some of my family in Spain, and the tickets were dirt cheap. I mean, you can the distance that I flew from Bologna to, to Madrid... Uh, in America would have cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars, whereas here it was really cheap because of how things work across the European Union and the, I forget what it's called, something like One Sky, doesn't matter. Uh, But traveling as a European in and out of the EU and within the European Union itself couldn't be easier. It's like you get on a domestic flight in the United States, you just show your ID to get on the flight, you get off, no passport control, you just you just go, you have fun, you enjoy your trip. And moving on just to something else that is another lower cost part of life here in, in Italy as well as a lot of other countries in Europe, uh, I think it might be worth talking a little bit about tuitions here in Italy. What would you say for an Italian citizen might be the average amount that they would expect to pay per year? Italy and other European countries have some of the best schools and universities in the world and definitely some of the oldest universities in the world. So the quality of the education is really, really high and you can go to school for a fraction of what you would be paying in other countries like the US. So for example, so even if you attend one of the best law universities in Italy, for example, the Bocconi School in Milan, I know that tuition can be just a few thousand euros per year, which is like really cheap in comparison to what you pay for law school. And that's one of not just the best schools in Italy, but that's one of the top schools in the world for law and business. Exactly. And as an Italian citizen, you can have access to the same schools in other European countries without restrictions, without the need to go through the hassle of having to apply for a visa. And something that I know a lot of European students take uh, advantage of are the various European programs that exist, such as Erasmus, where a student can go study in another European nation and get the same credit back at their university at home while still getting the experience in a different country for cultural exchange and various other um, benefits. 
And there are other different uh, incentives for European students to go and study in other nations, some of them financial, some of them cultural. There are various exchanges of different sorts that happen. Uh, and even, uh, if, for example, for doctors, they will have programs where you can go practice and learn in, a, in another country, have an apprenticeship. Um, I know somebody who... Uh, came from the Czech Republic and was staying here in Italy while she was finishing up her schooling and she got practical experience while also getting to uh, spend time here in Italy. So if you're a, a young Italian citizen, you could end up choosing to go to another European nation. It depends on the school that you choose, of course. So something I'm always impressed with seeing is how many of these programs exist for cultural exchange, social programs, educational programs, and so on. But off the top of your head, are there any other benefits that you can see maybe where there might be a financial savings involved? Definitely one of the main benefits of being an Italian citizen is that you can transfer your Italian citizenship onto your children without the need for them to go through the same process you went through to get Italian citizenship by descent. So if you got Italian citizenship by descent last year and this year you have a baby, that baby can become an Italian citizen easily and quickly as soon as you register the baby's birth certificate through the consulate. So in short, People of Italian descent who become Italian citizens can tran transfer the ability of becoming Italian citizens to their children who can become Italian citizen through a simple registration of their birth certificates before they turn 18. So if you register the birth certificate of your child before your child turns 18, then your child will be will become an Italian citizen very easily and quickly. That's a wonderful benefit to be able to uh, save them from not having to go through what can come with a delayed birth registration, because it can be a tricky process to go through and a little bit stressful, but if you're already an Italian citizen and able to just automatically pass that to your children, even better, fantastic, wonderful, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, and your children, or, or you on behalf of your children will not have to pay any big fees for them to become Italian citizens. So your minor children, when you register their birth certificates, they will not have to pay or you will not have to pay for them the 300 euros consular fee that you had to pay when you applied for Italian citizenship by descent as an adult. So in this case, would it just be the cost of the documents? That is correct. Just the cost of the birth certificate, the apostille and the translation into Italian. You just prepare and and fill out a few forms, you submit them to the consulate, the consulate will send the birth certificate of your child to your Italian municipality, and that's when your child becomes an Italian citizen. Once the birth certificate has been registered, you can then apply for a passport on behalf of your child, and if you do that before your child turns 12, there is no need for you to even go to the consulate because they don't take fingerprints for passports of children under 12. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really, so the sooner that you can get on that, the better. But anyway, I think that's a, maybe a great place to end off for this video because we have covered a lot of ground today. So I hope you all have enjoyed this and that it's been helpful to you.
And if you have any questions about anything that we've spoken about in today's video or any of our other videos, or even something that maybe we haven't referred to yet, feel free to leave that down in the comments section below. And who knows, maybe at some point we'll be able to answer your question in an upcoming video podcast. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I've been here with attorney... Italian attorney, Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Thank Later. you.